0: Alex, that is exactly it. Uh, It doesn't matter. It does not matter if your favorite social media is Facebook or if you feel most comfortable on LinkedIn or if that's the place that you want to be. If your client or your customer exists on Instagram, then guess what? You need to be on Instagram. You've got to go where your people are. You have to meet them where they are at and then really, really provide value and authenticity not just some kind of a sales pitch. You know, you're you're doing they ask, you answer. You're a business that is doing they ask, you answer. And to do it correctly and to do it well, you need to meet your people where they are and provide them the things that they need, not the things that you need.
1: That makes total sense. I can't wait to talk more about it. You're listening to the Endless Customers Podcast, where we help you earn trust and win customers in the age of AI. Welcome back to the show, everyone. My name is Alex Winter. You're watching Endless Customers. And today we are talking with Mandy York, a written and video content trainer here at Impact. Mandy, what's up?
0: Hey, Alex. Not much. What are you up to?
1: Hanging in there, coming off a great weekend. Really excited to talk to you. I think we have a lot of ground to cover today and it's a really important topic, but I wanted to pick your brain. You're you're an expert in this field, so I really want to get your insights. I want to get your take uh, on social media, but really more specifically, how to create content that resonates with your buyers, how to create content that's based in they ask you answer, that's honest, that's relatable, and that's not going to be salesy, pitchy, feels like an ad, feels like a gimmick where you have to like give your firstborn child away to get any information. So I think a good place to start is how does one do that? How do they set themselves up for success with this?
0: Well, that is a big question, but I think I've got a good answer for you. So. If you think about social media in general, whenever you are um, using like a Facebook, an Instagram, a TikTok, what do you as just a regular person, not as somebody that works at um, Impact, not as somebody that has a job, just whenever you're watching something on TikTok or Instagram or reading comments on, on a YouTube short or something like that, what are you looking for?
1: I'm usually looking for answers. Typically, what happens is there's a problem that I need to fix, or there's something that I don't know. So I'm going to either social or Google or ChatGPT or whatever the case is to try to get the answers that I need. That's nine exactly. times out of 10, what's happening. Yeah. Yep.
0: Exactly. And so, where a lot of people mess this up is they start thinking too much like we're a business, we have this like hyper specific image that we're trying to put out. You know, there's like all these different things coming in the branding of the business and the, and the things that you've put out before and you feel the pressure to bring in more clients or customers or or prospects. And so you start selling in the things that you are putting out. And that is the total opposite really of what you need to be doing on social media. Social media at its core was meant for you to connect with other people. So if there was a, a really great place for you to start, I would start thinking about what are the different ways available to you to connect with your audience, whether that be sharing information like you're talking about, that be something that you're an expert on and that you wanna show people that you're, you're really good at and that you're really smart about, or that just be an emotional connection or a relatability connection, what is some sort of value that you can provide organically and and without without kind of pigeonholing yourself to a sales pitch? What can you do to connect with other people?
1: So really try to stay away from the sales pitch, like buy now, 30% off today only if you click yes. on this link and really trying to get more serious about education and connection on a real social level, because that's what social is all about. Does that, does that sound yeah. right?
0: yeah absolutely. absolutely okay so
1: now now does this because there's a lot of platforms out there right so when you think about your your audiences or your key demographics like where your buyers could be mm-hmm. well, how does this work on different platforms like because i know TikTok's a lot different than facebook and it's a lot different than linkedin so like what are what's the recommendation and how do you also approach that when you start leveraging all these different tools and different platforms
0: that's a good one the first thing i would say is pick one or two and get really really good at those one or two a lot of businesses that i work with will say oh well, we need an account on every single social media possible and it always kind of goes down in flames because there's there's too much to focus on right it's like this so we know the spray and
1: pray kind of idea like we're just going to shoot at everything and hopefully we'll hit some stuff yes. right yeah
0: yes and so every business has a a certain platform that they are going to connect better with, whether they realize it or not. There are some general rules that I can give you. I can tell you that LinkedIn is great for B2B. I can tell you that Facebook is really great for home services or blue collar industries or you know places where you want to talk back and forth. I can tell you that Instagram is really great for an aesthetic industry like a remodeling company or a architecture firm or or something along those lines, but ultimately it will come down to how does your business fit into the world around you? So for example, if you are a remodeling company, I've just told you that Instagram might be the best place for you. However, if you are a design build firm, like our friends over at Custom Built, they did architectural design and they did the construction side of it so they focused both on Facebook and Instagram because different sections of their market were on each one so really it comes down to where are your people and how do they like to be interacted with and then you meet them where they are
1: that makes that makes a ton of sense really understanding or trying to get a good sense because you can't always perfectly pinpoint it all the time but to try to get a good sense of where your customers are at and then meeting them where they are and reaching them where they are So in order to do that, because I know you work with a lot of companies and you train a lot of people on this stuff. Can you give us an example of like someone who's crushing it? You said custom built is doing a good job. Who else is crushing it? And then maybe like contrast, like what's not the right thing to do? What are some people doing that they may think is working? And it's really like a huge faux pas.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) That's a good question. So I'd say other than custom built, another one that I think is doing really, really great on socials right now is our friends over at AV Architects. They are actually doing a ton of really great work on getting their information out on Instagram, which is followed up one we don't talk about a ton, but followed up with a Pinterest um, account that where they share a lot of their blogs and, and videos and things that drive traffic that way. They have a very specific market where they are really, really focused on high-end real estate, high-end um, modern architecture, like building new homes, finding really great land. They're in the Northern Virginia area near DC.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Lucas, and- Pinterest is Pinterest to me is like perfect for that. That's where everyone is like doing all their design ideas and interior design and architectural mm-hmm. stuff. That's um, my wife is on there all the time. So I, I think... <laughs> That makes, but now that you say that, it's like, it almost sounds too simple, but like when you say it out loud, it's like, oh yeah, that makes total sense. And for an architectural firm, that's, that's exactly what they should be doing.
0: Yeah. If you have something that looks pretty, then you want to go where the people are that are looking for pretty things, which would be your Pinterest and your Instagram. Right. Now on the flip side of that, that was the second part of the question you asked me was, you know, is there a way that you can do this wrong? Yeah. So I am not going to call out a specific client for that, but I will say that one of the major mistakes that I see very often are, is people trying to make their content fit where it doesn't. So if TikTok is a great example, it's huge right now. Everybody wants to get on the TikTok train. They want to, all of that exposure, they, you know all of those things. But if you are trying to run a TikTok account correctly, then that means that you're going to be posting on there very frequently. You're going to be putting lots of updates. It tends to be an extremely organic channel. So for example, um, an overproduced video, something that's shot on a a real camera and has editing and stuff related to it is not going to do well on TikTok because that's your millennials and your Gen Z who are looking for relatable person-to-person content. So if you're in a a uh, hyper-professional business sure you're not going to do well on tiktok and it's going to be a waste of your time you can you can beat your head against that wall all you want and you're just never going to gain any traction because people don't want that there
1: right that's not how they consume right they don't consume their content that way that makes that makes so much sense so for businesses for for different companies out there that are starting starting out on their social media journey right how do they do Mm -hmm. the research to start to understand their audience get a better understanding of where they can meet their audiences and then like how do they start to experiment like listening or just like watching what's happening on these different platforms to try to get a sense of what's right for them?
0: Ooh, that's a, that is a big question. So there are like 50 <laughs> different ways I know that it's you a, could yeah, figure know, out where.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a loaded question, but that's my, my brain is like, okay, cool. It's like everything you're saying makes sense to me. But then I go right into like, all right, so for action items, how do I implement this? I'm a business. I want to get on social media. How do I pick these channels? How do I know that I'm, I'm making like an informed decision versus just spraying and praying like we talked about earlier? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. So I would start with doing a little bit of competitor research, whether you use something like SEMrush or you're just asking, or you've got friends in the industry um, that are in the same industry as you, asking around finding what's working for others. That can usually be a good indicator of where it's gonna work for you, especially if you've never tried the platform before. Okay. So let's say you're a roofing company you might ask other roofers in your area. You might look at what you're seeing on your own social media scrolling. Are you seeing other roofers pop up on TikTok? Are you seeing other roofers pop up on Instagram? And then you can get hard data about that through a tool like SEMrush where you, you look and see, okay, what kind of traffic are they getting there? Gotcha. Um, yeah. You can also ask your customers. It can be as simple as putting a line on their, their form. Like, how did you hear about us? Or... Um, You know, talking to them in the discovery call and asking them, okay, you know, where, where are you drawing most of your inspiration for this project from? Where have you learned about this in the past? What information do you already know about X industry? All of those things can give you a really, really great idea of where are my people hanging out? And then the other method, which takes a little bit longer, can be, all right, well, we think based on kind of these stereotypical guidelines of of different things like I was talking about earlier, aesthetic stuff, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, blue collar, home services, Facebook, that sort of thing. Right. You can lean into that and try one and then try that for six months. And if it gains traction and it's going well, then you know that you've done the correct thing if you're getting customers from it. That's another thing I want to throw in here really fast Yeah. is whenever we're talking about social media there there are two two real types of doing well you could be doing well because you have tons of followers or because you have tons of engagement and you're building community and you're getting your name out there and that brand awareness and all of those different bits people are tagging you and stuff you know whatever Mm -hmm. and then it can also be the money it could be oh yeah we decided to buy from you because we saw your reel on TikTok, or excuse me your reel on instagram or because we saw your post on LinkedIn, those two measurements are not always the same. So you can have tons of traction on social and never make any money off of it. Or you can have just very, very little traction and very little engagement, but you're still closing deals. And either one of those is a legitimate form of of growth for a business.
1: I love that you just said that because you you I was very much thinking about audience first and how to select the audience and what platforms right Um, because i'm the business that's trying to start out on social where do i go but you just added a really interesting point there's another layer to it of like how do you quantify success so like defining Mm -hmm. is it an awareness channel and you're just looking for followers and subscribers to help build your brand or is it more of a conversion point maybe you're more of like an online retail store where like that they can click a button and that's where transactions actually happen and conversions start to happen so That's a good, that's a good topic too. Like, how do you define that as a business? You sit down with leadership team and then you go like, what do we want these channels to do? Is that, is that really where that conversation starts or how do you recommend people have that conversation?
0: Yeah. So I would say that almost invariably that your average person is going to hit the awareness, engagement, brand recognition piece Mm -hmm. faster and easier than they will like the commerce piece the money piece. Okay. So there's an exception to every single rule. Right. But
1: always, of course, I think.
0: Yeah. But um, but generally speaking.
1: Yeah. Like we're generally speaking here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Generally speaking, I would say count on the engagement and awareness piece coming first. If you can get good conversations going, that is where the money is going to follow. I think if you you go into it and you're saying to yourself, oh, well, if this social channel can't show X dollars in ROI by the end of the year, then we're going to give up on it. It's probably not the statement that you need to be making with leadership because you may never be able to definitively tie the money to the social channel unless you are like an e-commerce and you're doing something like TikTok shop or, you know, whatever. But you there there is the component of legitimacy. If you've got 50,000 followers on Instagram, you've got a form of social proof that may encourage other people to work with you. If you've got tons of engagement where you can further educate your buyer in the comment section, then that's giving you kind of a return on that investment. So it gets very difficult to quantify that, but it doesn't make it invaluable.
1: No, that makes sense to me because perception is really important for any brand or business. So Having a certain amount of followers, having uh, your stake or like that clear stake in the game, it just makes people feel more comfortable and more confident that you've been around a bit. You know what you're talking about. People listen to you. Like there's already an established uh, piece there, so it's not just like I have five followers and we're just starting things out. <laughs> yeah, so for sure. So when we like once you start to build your audience, right? So we we've started the first piece of the journey. We start to build our audience. Let's talk about engagement. So how or what what are your best recommendations for? Creating conversations and having conversations that are honest and meeting people where they are, or like even if people are commenting negative things, how do how do you play into like responding and, and engaging with those people to to bring out the most in them and to maximize your your time
0: with them? Yeah, for sure. That's a good question. So I would say I'm gonna start with a mistake that a lot of people make. Okay. The mistake is you Go in with the idea that any conversation that you have on there is a good conversation. So it's possible, say you post a video on TikTok and then you've got some kind of internet troll that comments on that TikTok and they're just trying to bait you into responding to that. I'll see a lot of businesses that will come back with an unprofessional or snarky response and it's hard not to. Like if you've never worked in that space, it's hard not to engage with it. Yeah. The thing that I always tell people, which is a little bit counter to what I said when I started out this uh, this conversation, <laughs> is do re- maintain a little bit of professionalism whenever you go into the engagement. Think of it as a time to be curious with your uh, prospects, clients, customers, whatever. Think of it as a time to uncover their pain points, to educate them, to get feedback about the things that you offer you're very, very likely going to get people that say, well, this is cool, but I wish you did X, Y, Z. And then that's your opportunity to respond to that person and say, oh, that's an awesome idea. Do you want to sit down and talk to us? and, And we can see how we can work that into our future business plans, showing people that you are actually engaged and that your business is willing to work with the customer and they are willing to take feedback can be super positive. Now, The flip side of that is I also see people who will get a positive comment or a a positive interaction and they'll ignore it. They're like, oh, yeah, it's good. So there's no problem to respond to. So we're just going to, you know, whatever. Something as simple as a thank you or, oh, my gosh, thank you for adding to this conversation, X, Y, Z follower or, you know, whatever can can be very, very impactful. So I would say give your people something to respond to, number one. Make sure that you're posing, engaging and enlightening and relatable content that will make people want to care about it and want to respond to it. So none of that 30% off, like nobody's commenting on a 30% off post. That's weird. Um, But once you get them started, start a real conversation. Respond to them with another question. Respond to them. Send them a direct message. That's that's one of the best ways that you can really get to know your audience and get engaged with them is show them that you care about them as a person, not as a potential client or customer.
1: I love that. Yeah, it's not it's not looking them at looking at them and treating them like, hey, eventually this is going to be a sale, and I need you to just give me your money. Yeah. And it's really trying to be more genuine and help them uh, with whatever problems they may have. I like too that you said. There's opportunity in some of the negative, obviously trolls and really negative stuff you have to filter out and screen and, and be careful of, but sometimes you get feedback that's like, Hey, I didn't, I didn't, I don't really like the service or I didn't like how X, Y and Z went. But if you address those head on, it's also not just an opportunity to show people in the marketplace that you're, you're addressing these things. You're being open about it, but it also gives your team a chance to learn about how you can improve things that maybe you're not doing so well, or maybe that's somebody experienced and you, it's really a great turning point for sales and marketing teams. Which brings me to my next question, right? So if you have a social media person on your team, it seems like this would, be, this would be really great for them to focus on and do this. But what about businesses that don't have a social media person and that are starting out on this journey? Where should they start or what recommendations can you give for people that maybe don't have a specialist quite yet and still want to get in the game?
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, first recommendation is pick your one or two. Don't try to tackle every single thing head on. Get really good at one or two platforms, whichever makes the most sense for you. Mm -hmm. Then make it a company wide thing. Make it where your sales team is recording little selfie videos of them and sending them to some sort of repository of videos that we could post. Um, Get your leadership on camera. I know, you know, this podcast, even we have Bob and Marcus on here all the time, get them involved, get their words out in front of your customers. Um, And then also have, have fun with it. Not too much fun. Don't make it weird, but have a little bit of fun with it so that it doesn't feel like a chore. There's a lot of guidelines out there that are going to tell you, you have to post at a certain day at a certain time. That you have to post seven times a week, and you know, all of it just
1: yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask you that that
0: if you, yeah, if you make good content, people are gonna watch it. It doesn't matter what time you post it or what day you post it. Can we just like that's outdated advice? Let's throw that in the trash. Um, however, yeah, I was gonna say, is there like a
1: cadence though, or like, should is there like a minimum amount of posts, posts per week or per month, or like? What's like a good rule of thumb for at least trying to stay consistent? Because I do, I have noticed that if you don't say stay consistent, the algorithm starts to push you down to the bottom and you're not getting as much traction and engagement as you, as you, you potentially could.
0: It does. Yeah. That's going to vary platform by platform. Mm -hmm. So for example, LinkedIn, almost no one globally. If you look at all of their like billion users they have on LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. almost none of them actually post on LinkedIn. They're mostly lurkers. So you can hit the top 1% of LinkedIn creators by posting twice a week. But if you have something like TikTok, where you're competing with high school kids who have plenty of time to post 10 videos a day, that (laughs) (laughs) number is going to be a little bit higher. But I'd say as long as you're being consistent, posting a couple of times a week for any platform is going to be plenty. Do not feel that you have to do it multiple times per day but also don't feel like you can post once every six months and everyone's going to remember you just kind of remember the the age-old advice that somebody has to hear your name seven times before they start to remember you That's so right. so how quickly do you want somebody to get to the seven times that they've seen you
1: great advice really great advice i love that um last question for you so once you get this set up once you start posting you're, you're working the work the platforms whichever ones you decide to go with whichever ones are best for your business right How do you measure success or how do you start to look at the analyst? Because they have a lot of great tools in the back end of these platforms where you could start to measure success or like figure out a way to quantify that the things are working that you're doing and bringing it back up to leadership and saying like, hey, we're making all these strides and this is how it's affecting the business.
0: Yeah, it will depend on what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. So if you're trying to do more engagement. Then you're going to want to look at, or brand awareness, you're going to want to look at how many followers did we go up? Are we going up a few at least every week? Are we getting a higher percentage of watch time on videos that we've posted? Are we having a lower... We call it bounce rate, but like swipe away, depending on the type of platform that you're talking about. Are you getting more comments? Are you getting people subscribed? Are you getting followers? You know, all of those things. And then the other way to measure it would be how... I want to say how much engagement are you getting on other platforms? So a lot of times we can use social to drive people to our blog, to drive people to a learning center, to drive people to the website. Are you seeing spikes in those things on the day that you make posts on social media, Mm -hmm. which is a totally separate analytics platform, right? You can't even tell from your TikTok or your Instagram or your YouTube shorts or whatever, if they went to your website, but are you seeing more traction on the website side of things as well is another great way to, look at. No, that it
1: makes at. sense. Yeah. And we, we, at impact, we recommend having a CRM and you know, we love HubSpot here, but whatever CRM that you're using, I would imagine that if you're posting on social and you know what days you're posting, you should see spikes in your CRM with traffic to your site or to your learning center or to, or to whatever the case may be. So you can start to like connect those dots and see how traffic is flowing.
0: Yeah, Very I cool. always encourage encourage people to, when you're looking at analytics, you can't just accept that it's numbers on the paper. You got to think critically about how do those, what story do those numbers tell?
1: Gotcha. Okay. So what would you say uh, is like the one thing, if you give me the one sentence, the one thing that people should really consider, businesses should consider when they're understanding their buyers and leveraging social media?
0: I would say you need to sit down and take a hard look at what makes your business authentic is it what it, what is the thing that you can connect with people on because you don't want to show up as a salesman you want to show up as an ally show up as someone who they can trust someone who they can learn from i don't care if you get a post it note and write down the 10 <laughs> things that that make you authentic focus on those first what are what are the things that you can connect with with people on in a, on a real note
1: I love it. That makes total sense. Great insights. Great advice. Mandy, thank you for your time. I love having you on the show. I love having you here. So you're welcome anytime. I hope you know that. And we'll definitely be talking again soon. But before we go, can you just let people know if they have questions, follow up stuff about what we talked about, how they can get in touch with you?
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, if you have any questions about the stuff that we have gone over today, you are more than welcome to contact me via email or on LinkedIn or through our impact plus portal. All of those are, Really, really great ways to get in touch with me directly.
1: All right. And that's our show. So thank you for tuning in to the Endless Customers podcast. We really appreciate you listening. And we will see you on the next episode. And hey, don't forget that we have episodes every Monday and Wednesday, releasing on all major platforms. So be sure to go subscribe. That way you won't miss out on how you can earn trust and win customers in the age of AI.